basically show up in two different arenas. Uh, we have the medical device arena that utilizes the product for uh, validation and origination. So they'd use a product like ours to be able to tighten their parameters uh, and produce based on uh, a validation against an actual you know, tissue uh, simulant. So this type of validation was previously done uh, often with animal tissues. They would take you know, porcine tissue uh, and do a test mechanically for the nature of the way that the device interacts with it. So we have the whole field uh, of medical device where we have products from laminated tissues like skin, uh, skin fat and muscle, fascia planes, uh, you know, muscular bodies, uh, and luminal structures like vessels, uh, and those can be used to validate the devices. The other part of the business is actually the simulation side, uh, which is where we you know, produce these devices to be able to be used in medical education, and they can be used from anything uh, as, you know, as uh, simple as you know, just kind of the patient placement side, where you would want to know how to position the body itself, what to do, where it needs to go, how to access it, which is just like the initial thing, early stage students in medical programs, uh, or emergency programs, nursing programs, tech programs, anything where they're going to do patient interaction uh, and you know, patient procedures. As, as far uh, or as deep uh, of a scope of knowledge as you know, neurosurgery, things where you have you know, complex uh, neurovascular structures you would be trying to approach surgically with uh, you know, uh, microsurgical tools uh, or a microsurgical robot. Uh, so in this case, the product itself is actually a, you know, a full-fledged um, simulator for just about everything you would want to do medically. In Russia as well as in the West, research has been underway for many years in biological synthesis that is, artificial life forms. And according to high intelligence, a stunning breakthrough took place in Russia some years ago. The Russians refer to this breakthrough as a providential discovery, something they learned almost by accident. They discovered the key to creating what are known as organic robotoids. An organic robotoid is an artificial robot-like creature. It looks and acts exactly like a human being, and yet it is not human. A robotoid is alive in the biological sense, but it is an artificial life form. Robotoids respond to conventional routine medical tests in the same way as humans do. They eat, they drink, they breathe, they bleed if cut, and they can be killed. Robotoids can also think, but they think only in the sense that a computer thinks. Like any other computer, the brain of a robotoid has to be programmed for each assignment it is given. Do you like talking with me? Yes. Talking to people is my primary function. But unlike many electronic computers, the biological computer brain of a robotoid possesses an enormous memory. As a result, robotoids can be programmed to communicate and think in such complex patterns that they act human. Hiroshi Ishiguro has invented the world's most lifelike android. My goal is to understand what is a human, so that is the reason why I'm building a very human-like robot. He calls his invention a geminoid, after the Latin word for twin. She can smile, blink, nod, even talk. Organic robotoids are remarkable creatures, but they have many drawbacks. They don't grow or reproduce, but must be manufactured one by one in the desired form. They also have a very limited lifespan, 
measured in months or even weeks depending upon how they are utilized. This is due to the fact that their metabolism, while it resembles that of humans, is very inefficient. A robotoid can be manufactured on very short notice, a matter of hours, but after a few weeks or months it suddenly begins to degenerate physically and mentally. When that takes place, the robotoid has to be removed from service and disposed of. To extend its useful life as much as possible, a robotoid is customarily cooled down to slow its metabolism between assignments. Organic robotoids are extremely expensive, troublesome creatures to produce and utilize, and robotoid capabilities do not exceed those of human beings. All they can really do is simulate human beings, but my friends, for intelligence purposes, that's all they have to do. So what is your name? To produce an organic robotoid, it is necessary to have a pattern to go by. The pattern required is that of genetic coding taken from a few cells from the body of a human being. In this respect, the Russian technique sounds like cloning, but the technique itself is totally unrelated to genuine cloning. A robotoid is produced within a matter of hours, and it simulates the human donor at his current age. Like any man-made copy of anything, a robotoid is never a perfect copy of the human that is to be simulated. There's always small discrepancies in appearance and behavior. It's an artificial life form like an animal in some ways, but like a computerized machine in others. Every Russian robotoid has what is called a holographic brain. This brain duplicates essentially the entire memory of a person being copied. The key to doing this is a new technique called an ultrasonic cerebral hologram. Using high-frequency sound waves, which are inaudible, a complete three-dimensional picture is made of a person's brain. This is a painless, non-destructive process, and under the proper conditions it can be done without the person even being aware of it. Last month I revealed that the Russians are using Nelson Rockefeller's hit list to weed out Bolsheviks here in America, and for roughly three years they have been preparing for this day. They have been secretly making cerebral holograms of the people on the list at every opportunity. This has been done to every person on Rockefeller's list who has visited Russia or Eastern Europe in the past three years. When an organic robotoid is made to simulate, for example, our late President Jimmy Carter, two major factors are involved. One is the genetic coding required to simulate Carter's appearance, voice, fingerprints, and so on. The other is a holographic image of Carter's brain. This image is a complete record of the neuron patterns which existed in Carter's brain at the moment the hologram was made. Therefore, it contains all of the memory and knowledge Carter had up to that moment. When a Carter robotoid is made, the biological computer in its head is caused to form according to the holographic record of Carter's brain. However, certain portions of the robotoid computer 
are caused to deviate from the holographic record. Uh, the end result is a biological computer which has to be programmed but which contains essentially all of Carter's memory, involuntary mannerisms, and the like. As a result, a Carter Robotoid will automatically do certain kinds of things without the need for specific programming. For example, a Carter Robotoid will seem to recognize old friends. That's because the computer memory of the Robotoid reproduces Carter's memory of that friend. The holographic process puts it there automatically without the Russian programmers even having to know it's there. Organic robotoids are such amazing creatures that they are still a subject of questioning and debate. This is true even among the Russian scientists who made them a reality. For example, robotoids seem to have no true instinct for self-preservation. In this regard, they act like machines simply doing as they are told to do. By contrast, both humans and animals generally have the instinct for self-preservation. Robotoids can be programmed for self-preservation, but they are equally willing, if willing is the word, to perform suicide missions. Exploratory one-way trips into space are only one example of this. If a space mission looks too dangerous to risk the life, of experienced cosmonaut, a robotoid can now be used. The robotoid copy of the cosmonaut is already trained the moment it's made thanks to its holographic memory. Organic robotoids look and act so much like human beings that it's hard for us to get used to the idea that they are not human. Later, the President was driven into Camp David and Mrs. Carter was rushed there from the finish line. But two hours later, saying he had had to be dragged off the course, the President showed up to present the trophy to race winner Herb Lindsay. The first was Geminoid Ishiguro. Yes, the scientist made his own mirror image. One, two, three, robot. It's a twin brother or something. It, you know, he's not myself. It's a different person.
when you touch yourself, you're hot. I'm getting old. I'm getting fat. And I don't believe in God. My mother is dead. My father is dead. I'm gay. I'd like to be a poet. This is my house. We headed to the Mariah Khan Museum. Robots on display there are intended as a study to see how humans interact with humanoid robots. With their silicon skin and artificial limbs that were molded from real humans, these remote-controlled robots bear the closest resemblance to real-life people of any machine at the moment. So the idea of this robot is that it takes in news from all over the world and just transmits it. You instinctively think that you're in the room with another human being. Just by the features and the, the skin is so accurate. Strange. So what have you done today, Lucille? Got hugs, loads of hugs. Lots of hugs. You're Next. holding me funny, I can't quite move my head properly. I know. Oh, that's better. <laughs> If the whole point of it is to replicate sort of human emotion and help people get closer to other people, then I'm just not sure if this is the best way to go about it. So you're an autonoroid. What is an autonoroid? So autonoroid is human look like android. Tell me, how old are you? Oh, are you asking my old? I'm asking. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yes. What are you doing with your lips? The Hennar Hotel roughly translates into Weird Hotel, but would that describe the human experience of a place almost exclusively run by robots? Reminds me of going to the supermarket and having to check in, check out there, which I struggle with as much as I seem to be struggling with this, but it's persevere. Do you wish to use facial recognition for entrance? I do. Okay, so you put your card there. Please confirm it. Hold the card over the card reader and register your face. Check-in is all finished. Enjoy your comfortable stay. I will enjoy my comfortable stay. Thank you, robot. It'd be quite good if you could ride on it. It's obviously not a quicker way of getting your bag to the room. And we're here. You can sort of see what people mean about kind of robots having personalities. Bye, robot. Thanks for your help. <laughs> okay, so we're going to see if the facial recognition key system works. <gasps> That's so clever. That is clever. I'm very impressed by that. Oh, wow. To a little set of instructions. Okay, we'll ask him to turn the lights off. 
Judy Chan. What is it? Akari Keshite. Akari Keshima. P. And the lights are off. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old, getting fat, and I don't.